0: what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the breaks radio i am one of your hosts ceo hayes aka just hayes the red-bearded assassin the dad by god the king of everything content you know i got a lot of nicknames but nonetheless we're here and we're joined by the team of miss mary Almonte, miss does it every does everything Almonte. what's going on man
1: (laughs) yeah let's just not give me any more names hey guys you almost earned a
0: nickname last week we're not gonna we're gonna leave it at that um <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we also got uh mr baylor the great what's going on btg yo how y'all doing um people out there not just black people everybody everybody um <laughs> everybody <laughs> then we also got the Ray Ryan connoisseur himself Marquis in the building drink up. up salute um
2: welcome to the breaks radio, radio. radio.
0: We got a lot of shit to get to this week. We also have the debut of a new segment coming from the mind of Marquis, which I can't wait to have a conversation about. Um, but outside of that, something that we're going to kind of throw in here uh, that wasn't originally on the topic list, but uh, Marquis brought it up, and I do think we do need to talk about it. So Mark Cuban uh, decided not to play the National Anthem at Dallas Mavericks games now that some fans are coming back. Uh, specifically, he mentioned how he did not want to play it because he felt like that the National Anthem didn't represent some of the players uh, that are on the team. NBA's come down, uh, they're basically forcing all teams to play the national anthem. What do you guys think about kind of forced national pride in a situation like this? Marquis? it was your topic that you brought to me, so I'm gonna come to you first on this one. What do you think?
3: Um, I agree, I don't, well, first off, I don't think um, it should be forced um, when it was never an actual rule. So how it all started, and you would know more about this, the military actually paid advertisement for people to play to start to on um, the national anthem and have planes fly over. They actually paid for that. So now it's one of those they're making it mandatory if you're not, you're not representing America. So I think that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I stand with Mark Cuban when he you know, he, stood, he didn't even make a, a media, a hyper behind it. He just did it. He just told his staff to do it and somehow people caught on to it and then they asked him and that's how it became a big, a big issue. So I commend him for standing by sticking to his gums. I don't know what happened, what transpired to make him drop it, but now he's basically saying we're going to you know do the national anthem, but the fact that he did it and would it represent it at this time, I, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mark Cuban's has always been someone who has has just seemed to get it, or at least he wants to get it, even if he didn't get it. He wants to try to understand. He likes he's promoted that open dialogue and the conversation. He's been one of the people who, um, who's at, who's at the forefront of empowering the players. We live in a league now where the powers are more empowered than what they ever were before, and that really, when you kind of think about it, even before. Uh, uh LeBron having the power that he had, Mark Cuban did that with Dirk to a degree, and so now to see that the players are as empowered as what they are, I mean, are Mark Cuban was has really always been at the forefront of that. Uh, Mary, I come to you next on this well, one. What do you real think? quick,
3: you know, Dirk's wife had a dashiki. He had him having mm-hmm. a dashiki on. Yeah. So that's some real shit right there. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of representation over there. But
0: yeah. go ahead, Dirk. Dirk, who's been married to a black woman for the majority of his adult life but go ahead Mary
1: um I feel like the whole practice of the national anthem being played at sporting events is influencer marketing at its finest um I mean think about it when you go to work you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to stand and, and and sing the national anthem before you start so you know it's a, it's a tactic to infiltrate and then even the fact that like kids have to have to sing it in schools in certain states. Um, I think that, you know, this is just in alignment with the wokeness that we seem to be encountering as a culture. And I think that it's good that we're not, you know, just kind of playing out things just for the sake of tradition. And we're actually starting to question where they came from, how they originated. Um, And yeah, I mean, Mark Cuban has always been an ally. So I think it's pretty dope. Baylor you
0: you you have a whole sports podcast, man, what do you think?
1: You can see how everybody
4: knows like we will sit up there and we will slander the n f l for being late to the party when it comes to uh when it comes to our people you know and supporting our people, and then we'll, we we would praise the n b a because they always get it right, they always get it right, but at the same time, a lot of us know that that's just pandering, and this is showing that they really pandered towards us. The fact that they're causing a big deal about the national anthem. If you're gonna be with us, then you got to be with us all the way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So trying to force us to do something that you know is wrong shows that everything that you did in the past is pandering. So when I look at Mark Hube- when I look at the Mark Cuban's and I look at the Greg Popoviches, those are those they 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 with us. They with us, but the powers that be are not. So they continue to pander.
3: So. I got a question because, um, Mary, you actually brought up a great point. Um, Cap was basically banned. And when Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, took the mantle, if you will, sort of, um, the NFL started listening. And it seems like with the NBA, LeBron took the mantle, basically said, Fuck my endorsements, everything, I'm putting it out there. And the NBA had to bend to that. If there was no player like LeBron right now, would they be doing all this? The, you, will it be this much representation?
4: You are exactly, you are exactly right. Because we already know when it comes to these leagues, they pick a certain player or two to represent their league. Brady's almost out of here. Pat Mahomes is going to be the next Brady for us, for the NFL. So they will have to eventually bend to him. Now, which way will he go? We don't know. His voice kind of scares me. But when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the NBA. Uh, that is the million dollar question Is that we don't know who's going to hold The, um, the torch after Braun leaves
3: I will, I will say something really Fucked uh-huh. up, I'm sorry But it seems like They put a lot of the non-threatening Looking black people at the forefront Pat Mahomes, Steph Curry You get what I'm saying right,
4: Well, it, it, true indeed But I think Steph is a little bit on our side More than anything
3: No, 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 I agree with that But I think they push that more Because there was a lot going on about LeBron. It seemed like they were apprehensive about making him the face of the NBA, and they were ready to transition Steph Curry right away.
0: They tried 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 their best to be like, all right, LeBron, you had your five to six years. It's Steph's time. Um,
4: They actually actually tried a couple of times with with KD going to the Warriors, Kawhi switching conferences and stuff like that, but they just don't hold up that long.
0: Nobody has the personality, right? If you look at Even KD, he doesn't have the personality to be the face of the league. Kawhi definitely doesn't have the outgoing personality to be the face of the league. Mm -hmm. If we're looking at potential people in the young crop to be the face of the league going forward. Oh, and we forgot. If it wasn't for Derrick Rose getting hurt and not talking either, they very well could have tried to replace LeBron with D. D Rose as well. Um, But at this point, I think it's it's either going to be Zion. Giannis doesn't have the personality for it. Or this may be too early to say, but Ja Morant has a very good chance to be the face of the NBA.
4: They, they've, yeah. already, they've, already tried, they've already tried putting their eggs in one basket with Zion. Zion can't stay healthy. Ja That's Morant?
0: I, yeah, I don't know. Ja Morant has, know. The, has the has 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 the 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 face, the demeanor, the skill on the court, and just about everything. He's mm-hmm. just putting it all together, and if they can put a team around Defense, him. Defense, offense. Yeah, de- mm-hmm. everything. That he could be the face mm-hmm. of the league.
1: I can see that.
0: Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, he's in Memphis. That that I could be the know. thing that holds him back. So we'll see. We'll see. This is an interesting conversation to have. Maybe we'll put that on uh, on the topic. The face of like each sport. How it's oh, it's always a well ex, well in basketball. It's always a black face, of course. And it seems like the NFL fights their damnedest to not make a black face the face of the league. Um, so we'll talk about that. There's this is. no
3: representation. I'm thinking about yeah. the And we had this conversation before, Mary. Um,
0: there is no black
3: um uh, agent representing any white players. And they've kept pushing the agenda of having a white quarterback. Quarterback is always gonna be the face of the franchise mm-hmm. because he, he's playing you know, um he's the leader of the team. But yeah, it's it's now that they're transitioning to having more black people, more black quarterbacks, um, you know, um um what's from Texas, trying to get out of Texas as a matter of DeSean fact. Watson. They, they, yeah, Deshaun Watson they fuck I mean they're fucking him. It's fucked up. And it's it's The representation that we have in the NFL, we're basically just the workers. You have the offensive line, you know, the wide receivers and everything. But when it comes to the quarterback, the most prestigious of positions has always been a white player. And all of them have been represented by white agents. You know what I mean? So to have a face of a franchise, it has to be a quarterback. It's not going to be a wide receiver. It's not going to be a running back. It's always going to be the quarterback. So now once you get the face of the franchise, who's going to be the face of the league? And hands down, everybody's preaching Pat Mahomes, and I I watch how everybody's talking about he is going to be the greatest of all time, but he lost to Brady. Now that he's out of the conversation. Let's be real. That that game, he wasn't even ready for that. There was so many different dynamics where it was set up for Tom Brady to win. Now the question is, if he wins next year, and let's say they play Brady again, and he wins, are we going to have the same conversation? Oh, you know, Tom Brady's older. You know what I'm saying? Like, the narrative is going to change. They'll find whatever whatever they can. So, um, the
4: media is going to they're going they're going to twist it somehow to where it works in his favor, bro. That's how it is, and I think Zion agent is black and and it's a as well. No, no, I'm talking. I'm, done. That's, that's no, basketball. I'm talking,
3: talking about football. football. In football, there's no, no Well,
4: well football. Yeah. You know, we ain't got no we ain't got no foot in
3: there. <laughs> I put
4: I, when I when I when I Jay Z when, when Jay Z you know announced that he was I was like yeah I got a little happy but then
0: you fast forward. You, you you yeah. mentioned a, fun, a funny thing, and then we'll get off this and get in because I don't want to get too deep into sports. Um, you said how the the face of the franchise is always the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Is correct me if I'm wrong. This is just a question. Is the only time a running back was the face of the franchise was Walter Payton?
4: Nah, nah. nah. Let me see. Well, I, I would say I would say no because I thought they pretty much shared
0: it in Dallas in the early '90s. True, they shared um, it. I mean, solo. Face of the franchise?
4: Solo, Barry Sanders.
0: Uh, was he the face
4: then? Barry was definitely the face of Detroit in, the, okay. in
0: Detroit history. He still is, because they ate yeah. that shit. Um, yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, but it I, was just I a would question. Even say,
4: I would even say at the time, uh, Megatron was the face of Detroit. Yeah, they true. never won
0: anything. Well, Jim, Yo, Brown. Well,
4: Jim Brown, there you go. Jim Brown um, was before
0: Peyton, right? That yeah, before yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Jim Brown was the face of Cleveland at one time.
4: Oh, you could definitely go with OJ in oh. Buffalo. Yeah.
3: yeah, but of course, I mean, how good were those teams? They
0: never actually
4: oh. won. Oh no, I'm just saying. But they were at least they, you know, he because he was the face of the of that USC team.
0: He's talking college at hmm. that point. Um, well, I'm
4: talking about his whole career though. <laughs> as soon as he got into the league.
0: True. True. All right, let's get off that. I don't want to. I don't want to throw us off with that. Uh, let's get back into the topic. So. Nick Cannon has officially been reinstated um, by Viacom as as back as the host of Wildin' Out, Um, which this I'm of two minds. It's great that he comes back to something that he helped create um, and he and he can continue that because that was his baby. But wasn't he offered his own show at Revolt? I don't know if
1: that was official. There was was, people were like summoning (laughs) Diddy to kind of make something happen. But right. That's what I remember. It was talks of it. Okay, okay
0: um so yeah i mean that's it's good that, that, that this all worked out um how much of a gag order do you think is going to be on nick cannon on this podcast now because the- oh,
3: oh
0: oh but that i was thinking the opposite like they don't think oh. he gonna get up there and talk his shit as he can
3: nope no nope because he talked his shit when he got fired he basically uh. said how you know viacom is deceptive you know and there's no surprise how he, every most of the people there have been mistreated um, and they've been robbing our community for years. His words are like, you know, they were underpaid talent on their biggest brands, like Love and Hip Hop, all of BET programming, and of course, & and Out. And now he's back so, with them.
4: So you that's what, what I'm. So, so that's what I'm saying. So if if he's now back with him, you don't think that he went in there with much better demand? You, well,
0: he's not in a position to demand anything. That's that's my thing. It. Is that I I don't think he's in a position to make any demands in a situation like this. So well he could just yeah. not do it and create another show yeah, I, that is true. Wild I out do. again
1: I mean, I'm show disappointed is that big? honestly Dang. I feel like he should have created the Nick Cannon network and and brought Wildin out back under his own umbrella and owned his own shit Uh-oh. and that's the thing we keep yeah. talking about that And these are the same people like he said
3: you know they, they're not giving people the credit, their, their credit they're mistreating their, their people they're deceptive and not giving them their ownership then create your own you're halfway there you get what I'm saying
0: yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and that's my, my issue with it. Well, and you know, you guys pointed out the revolt thing was kind of rumored and never official, but like that is that I would have loved to see him go like Nick Cannon creating his own network. No, but to help create and build another black owned platform and to bring something that is very much of our culture over there, I think would have would have been huge. Um, and it, And it's just unfortunate that it's not. But I mean, good. He's getting his check. Uh, that whole team can come, all, everybody who's working there can continue to work there and work there with him. But, um, you know, who knows? I, I, I don't see this going, however long this contract is, uh, I don't see it going past this. It's probably Nick trying to end it on his own terms. And then hopefully we'll see what comes out after this. Because I just don't see how you can mend a fence with the vitriol Nick came with at Viacom after this.
1: Yeah, I agree. Something, it must have been some kind of crazy behind the scenes combo to, to get this back on track. Okay.
3: They said he met with some Jewish leaders and uh, to help his rehabilitation so he can do a lot more education, understanding to be a little more sensitive to the topic. Okay, so he got fired from Viacom. How did he not lose his job at Fox as a host of the mass Singer?
1: Mm. Yeah, it definitely sounds like something else is at play here. Mm. (laughs) It's vehicle so maybe well, Viacom does own Fox is different so. <laughs> no, no no but no my my right. is so one would fire him and the other would keep him on yeah, the other I mean, one is like nationally it's network tv it's not yeah, you know like like it, a bigger brand yeah fox, 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 fox.
0: yeah who knows who knows i mean fox has enough fucking controversy as it is they couldn't really get away with firing somebody so we'll see <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on next topic uh, Nas and Hitboy, who, <laughs> who delivered one of the best <laughs> albums of last year, are uh, coming back. Uh, and this time working on an EPMD collaboration. What do you guys think of this? Is this something that you think people are excited for? Or is this going to be one of those things that the hip hop purists enjoy, but it, it kind of fizzles out after that? What do you guys think is going to come up with this e- EPMD project?
1: I thought it was a joint for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Am I confused? No, it is. It is. Okay. It's one of
3: the songs that sound, that's on the a single, it's on the
1: soundtrack. Yeah. So I, a, I'm gonna jump
3: in on this one. And Billy, you you, you probably back me up on this one. Um, I don't think the generation will even know what EPMD is. We do. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I promise you, they don't know what EPMD is. Mm. So I heard snippets of the song um, from from obviously his lot, his, um his his feed. Um, sounds cool. Sounds cool. I want to hear more of But I love when he pays homage to you know, to um KRS and the rest of them. Who paved the way for him so it's pretty cool it's like he's trying to bridge that that gap um for for people who um represent the culture right now but i don't i still i just it's like throwing shit against the wall and hoping it sticks i it's i don't think they would um appreciate it i wish they did honestly i, I wish people would actually do their research and can actually appreciate the foundation of what B represented and then the the hit squad and death squad and how that all happened, like that's where your red came from, that's where your Eminem came from. That's where, you know, that there's a lot of culture there. So but that's that's gonna be cut short.
1: Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I'm hyped for that soundtrack though. Soundtrack <laughs> looks amazing. I mean, yeah. 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 You guys I mean, want to see it this one here? Well, we our the my in New York the theaters are closed, so that's gonna be a HBO Max for me. Okay. But... Yeah. The are theaters. they open in Jersey? I thought I thought your theater is open, Marquis. Yeah, you can actually
3: rent a uh, rent a um theater out for a hundred dollars. Oh
0: yeah, that's that's just oh, about every, yeah. everywhere the theater is open. Yeah, it's crazy. You can rent a whole theater out, and like people are doing it for the fucking Super Bowl and shit. It's crazy.
1: So then, do you go to the movie theaters? I don't. I do. I got h p Max. All right. Same I here. Go to the theater. I mean,
3: I would love the popcorn and the experience and the big screen and everything, but I got an eighty-five inch.
1: I'm good. <laughs> Nah, I would go if mine were open. I would much rather go to, I miss the experience of a movie theater.
4: I'll put a dub on it if it's a two-hour movie.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely in the theater to see it. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go Friday night or Saturday, uh, like, during the afternoon, but I'm definitely in there to see it. We'll be reviewing it next week, because I can't wait to see this motherfucking movie.
1: Yeah, this Hell is, like, yeah. the movie I've been waiting for. Like, for real, for real. So, yeah. Friday,
4: it's on for me for sure. The young the the younger generation won't go look up or research, uh, you know who these cats are. But you know, if someone from their generation was to play the music or something like that, then they'll probably appreciate it a little bit.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, let's shout on. out to the Green Eye Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, it's it's what well, the thing is is like I. I feel like our generation we understood the history of hip hop. This one doesn't. Like for example, like if you mention somebody like Cool G Rap, uh, people wouldn't won't know who the fuck it is. But there are so many people that style is based in what Cool G Rap did is fucking ridiculous. But they would they would never know who the hell that is. Big
1: Pun. Yeah. Uh no, the Youngins know Big Pun. No no Big Pun flow. Is cool oh, is like that, yeah yeah. so well, we can we, actually the anniversary of his passing just passed. We cannot talk bad about big pun. and also that wasn't his, that wasn't talking bad about that was basically saying he paved the way so for somebody'
3: flow. <laughs> no he didn't know everybody borrowed I mean but everybody everybody
4: at this point has at least borrowed from somebody absolutely it's the fact,
1: it's the fact that the younger generation doesn't know doesn't that. identify it yeah. yeah but also I want to shout out that the street that Pun lived on in the BX is being renamed after him this week so that's dope that's yeah good. very dope that's dope he deserves
4: it
0: Yeah. it would be interesting to have a, a, a episode where we do like a I don't know what to call it but we we Talk about like who and who's the overall biggest influence in like rap styles to this day? Because Kool G Rap yeah. is up there. Like he yeah, has to. Sure. So we got to mention yeah.
4: Big. We got to mention Big L at some point. Yeah, big, of
0: course. And then, but Lord Finesse
3: kind of blessed him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this is it yeah like the whole digging in the crates. I think
1: that that this is gonna create rabbit holes, right? Because it will. Not to put you on blast, but you're kind of older than us. <laughs> so, I think there's probably shit that you know that we may not even be, you know what I mean? Like hey, able to identify.
3: But as a pop aficionado, you've done the research as well. Like most of you have done the research already right? or will know.
1: Well, of course, but I do think unless you were you were outside, you're not going to necessarily hear bars and associate them with people that you didn't really grow up listening to. You know what yeah. I mean? Which is the problem with the youngins now. It's like there's a huge not, they're even more removed. <laughs> like it's a huge I'm sister.
4: probably because I'm probably second generation of yeah. hip hop.
0: So if we're talking about pure hip hop, right, i look at it and this I could be you guys can completely disagree. Maybe this is why we need to make it its own topic. But if we if we're honest, every rap style damn near either com- is either influenced by Roxanne Shantae, Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, K R S one and Biz Marquee. That's it. That's like the basis to me. If uh, we're looking at okay. the pillars yep. of where Big every every style kind of spun spun off from. Cool. It's it's those five. You rock him. I said, did I well, say Rock him? Gotta... No. Okay. If I didn't say Rock him, I absolutely meant to say Rock him. If I did yeah. not say. So. Uh, we
4: we know we know who's in that boat, and then we graduate. We go into the
0: the LL Cool J's and run
4: DMCS, mm-hmm. um, and and so on and so on. And then that shit just started to transform into different styles across the country. Then you got, you, got, you got the boom bap. Then you got the gangster rap. Mm-hmm. Then you got the southern. like That shit well, yeah. So Maybe
1: we need to do a hip-hop family tree. Yeah. Like genealogy. We could. That'll be fun. Whoa. That's us project. Oh. Let's work on fleshing that's out big, that, that big idea because that's, that's not something tree. that we
0: can turn around and be like, oh, well, we're going to do that next week. That's literally something we got to spend like a month just planning out before we even
1: try to yeah. put on yeah. that so. We're gonna um, have to have meetings offline yeah, about sure,
0: that one. Sure. That's that'll be a great thing to do. But let's let's get let's move into the next topic. Uh DMX has an album coming out. Um Griselda, Pop Smoke are gonna be featured on this album. Are you guys excited for a DMX project in 2021? What do you think?
1: Not really. <laughs> Baylor? Uh I, I don't know. I
4: mean, cause with the features that, that they just said with, with Pop Smoke and Griselda, like I definitely want to hear that. But again, this also goes to this is why ne- this is why Nas was praised uh, because his last album, the production. Mm-hmm. And then we don't know which dog we gonna get. Is he gonna be growling? Is he gonna be barking? Or is he gonna be praying? <laughs> all of it. Oh, yes. That's the answer. <laughs> well, that. we, yes. I would. I would. I would hope, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so because if he if, and don't get me wrong, we all need some prayer these days. If you can't make. You can't make a full album. Praying through the whole album and think Catch is gonna be banging that up and down Crenshaw. Like I don't, I don't know if that's gonna happen next.
3: It, I think you said it best. It's gonna come down to who produces the album. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, they're gonna guide the album. If he's trying to, to capture the, the younger audience and bridge the gap with Pop Smoke and Griselda, um, he's gonna, he, whoever's executive producing and producing the album, is gonna try to balance it out. Like Hit Boy did it perfectly. Perfectly. I, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect because he, he I have a newfound respect for Hitboy because of that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, whoever produces the album is going to is going to be the one to, to curate this experience for us. That's the only way we can tell. But I mean, if you imagine if he just did with, um, you know, Swiss beat, um, he got um, just blaze on it. You know, did the same old formula Would that work right now. No. Not so, at all. Yeah, what type of so what think, producer would he he need?
4: I think the concept though, like I gotta know. you Brown,
3: oh, that's different. I don't think his flow would match that though. I don't think his style would match that.
1: You don't think you don't think he can change his flow? If he changed his flow right now,
4: honestly, he might
1: need it. to though. His voice has changed. I don't know if anybody's noticed it, but mm-hmm. like, he doesn't sound the same. <laughs>
3: It's, that it's not like a beanie seagull thing where you know <laughs> I, I don't I don't like I gotta see the production. Whoever's producing
0: this album, um Boy Wonder that... You think Boy Wonder can do it?
2: Hmm. Mm.
4: Why well, should be like hitmakers?
0: Oh fuck no. Come on
4: man
0: <laughs> Like hitmakers at this point can only literally do dipset. Yeah like, What if he come out with a uh where the hood at remix?
1: No. Come on.
0: All right, we're we going to go ahead and move, because Bayless is going off the off the edge with this one. Uh- <laughs> hey, hey X, if you listen to this, if you do a remix, I'm going to take an edible, I'm going to listen to it, bro. We're going to go ahead and head into our first break. We will be right back <laughs> after this.
5: <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs.
2: And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law
5: and Legal Lies podcast. podcast, a weekly legal podcast. And our lovely, esteemed moderator, Afro Becky.
2: Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday.
5: Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available.
2: Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't hey
5: what sometimes people do like the opposite all right
0: we're back i love my fucking team uh we're back uh we're gonna be discussing some new music before we get into a little bit of tv stuff um and our new segment but first cardi b released that new single that we talked about up there's been some controversy with it but we'll get into that afterwards is it a hit mary i'll come to you first in this one is up a hit
1: Mm, are you asking me personally or are you asking me if i predict that the rest of them folks will like it
0: (laughs) i guess you're right we have to talk about the two-tone right because is it a hit for us and then like is it a hit for our kids like you have a daughter is is your daughter listening up
1: yes i mean she's already quoted it like five times today (laughs) so um and listen it she cardi b and i think we've said this before she has like the formula locked down right like her visuals in the video are you know top-notch they're outlandish i mean they're you know sex sells all that good stuff and she's just doing I mean she's kind of like the female Drake in that way right mm. where she's just giving the people what they've bought from her before so yeah I think it's gonna pop but for me yeah I'm I'm good okay okay
3: all right Marquis it's a Cardi B song I don't it's a Cardi B song <laughs> that's all I can say
0: damn bro that's all you got man
3: I don't know what else to say about it. It's a Cardi B song.
1: Um, See, I I gotta say, I, I, that's recent. This whole formula, because before, like, I mean, her album, I actually enjoyed it. Right, Mm -hmm. like, Bodak Yellow was not in this category at all. Um, Even like Careful, like, she had joints that weren't bad and that didn't follow this little formula. But now it's just like, yeah,
3: you're right. It's, it's fitting into a mold, and it's just like, um, it's watered down now. Like, you're right, right. That album was actually much better than I expected. Whoever wrote that album? Yo. Yeah. she was actually dope. And you know, even when she dropped Money, I was like, OK, she about to drop a
1: decent money album again. Money might have been the start of it, though. Money might have mm, been the start yeah, of this Yeah, Money little... was the start of it, yeah. The beat was dope. Like I thought it was some energy coming. And then
0: we're here. So, yeah, well, I'm there. Well, th-
1: th- that producer is dope. He's a, a cat from Houston. <laughs> I forget his name now, but he's dope. Baylor's kind of anyway. quiet over there.
4: Dude, I was waiting for them to finish. No, it's not. If she would have put this out before a walk, then then I would say, yeah. But no, nah, this was like a watered, a watered down version of that. Tell you the truth, including the video.
0: Here's the thing. A watered down version of what ass was it? So since Cardi B's album has come out. <laughs> just like I, she's I just thought that. What? What, what happened? <laughs>
1: He said a watered down version of what. He said oh. a
4: dad.
0: We eat two for two on a dad joke
1: tonight.
0: Right. <laughs> See what he did there. But um, since Cardi B's albums come out, she's released just like what, like four, three, four singles just released that have all basically taken off and been hits. Are we at the point now? And as far as I know, there's no. I know she's talked about another album, but there's no announcement. Is this just, is this going to be Cardi B's career for the rest of it? Just singles does she need to do anything else she's been acting she's uh, on amazon like is she pepsi like what else does she need to do she's making money there That's right. but money. that's what i'm saying is that yeah. with her with, with with album comes expectations with singles come challenges a bunch of streams even if for some reason she releases a wax single then it fades away it goes away people don't really harper on singles that much if cardi b do you think that there's something in this that cardi b Maybe afraid to release another
4: album. She's gonna end up like, which is not a bad thing. And even when I say this, I'm not. I'm saying it's possible. I'm not saying that it will happen. But she probably gonna go the same route Nick Cannon went.
0: But you never had a hit album. The, yeah, I was about to say. Come on now, bro. Come on. I, you would I, almost. Yeah. No, 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 no. Listen,
4: listen, listen. listen <laughs> slow it down. Slow it down. Let me explain it before you go off the rails again. What <laughs> I mean, again. What I, what I mean by that is that. Nick Cannon doesn't have to announce himself as a rapper. He can name, he can announce himself as a brand in general, and he can do all kinds of things. The same thing Cardi B can do. She can okay. stop rapping and she can come out every now and then and drop a single, but she can flourish off of them endorsements and dwell off into some other stuff.
1: I see that uh, she is okay. definitely a brand.
4: A, yeah, you don't need she, sure. Nick Cannon didn't need a a a platinum or whatever uh career but the fact that he went off into these other ventures and blew up she probably could do the same thing now she probably can get there faster because she blew up pretty damn fast now will she get to his status who knows
0: wait i think she's already passed nick Cannon's status if you're talking about overall just just like if you 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 throw in everything that she's done and the impact of everything that she's done she's well surpassed nick cannon are you talking about popularity I'm talking about every, like, just being in the in the in the public zeitgeist, like when it, when.
1: I think we can't compare them because she's of this social media era, and that's really how she blew up. Mm-hmm. Whereas Nick Cannon, you know, do like had a that show a that platform. ran for like what 14 years. How long has Wild 'n Out been out? I mean, it took, yeah. it took like, like a three four
0: year break though, so like, took it
3: took a considerable. How many shows last ten? Years? How many shows like that last longer than ten years? He's the um host of America Has Talent. He's the host of um what's the other the mass Singer,
1: like yeah. Uh, Which but I don't see Cardi having a career in hosting. Sorry,
0: at all, no. Yeah. I oh, she, not can't, want to see she that. can't speak English well, so no, she she. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, or Spanish for that matter.
4: <laughs> That's shady. In other words, though, she doesn't have to
0: announce herself as an artist. Just,
1: just, her name in general <laughs> would be a <laughs>
0: just, come on, come on. Let's let's all be real. Like, if somebody would, have... T- if you looked at Cardi B, her first year when she popped up on on what Love and Hip Hop, and somebody would have told you that she could formulate enough words to rap, that you would have you
1: would have doubted that shit. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna go a step further. I saw her her audition video for Love and Hip Hop, and if you would see that. You would have never thought that she was gonna be who she is now. For real, for real. So but shout out to whoever rebranded her because it, hey, yeah. it was a slow build. She got the
0: teeth fixed first and then everything kind of just fell in between that. Um and it wasn't cheap. <laughs> Don't but, uh, that. so there's some controversy with this. There has been a rap group, uh Murfontaine and Mer Pesos, um, have said that they've that there are they don't and they've even said they don't feel like maybe it was necessarily super intentional to rip off a song that they did in 2020 called Stuck. Um but this is one of the thing in hip hop is that hip hop is collaborative in a sense, right? Even if you're not collab collaborating. There's so many influences that people take from other places that it it kind of just happens in hip hop. What do you guys think of, think about that that point of it? she did it she stole that shit she well,
1: did I feel like she this stole is that becoming shit. a trend right because we never talked about this and maybe we should have but the same thing happened with that sweetie and um, doja cat best friend joint Sarati claimed that they stole it from them mm. and when you hear Sarati's version <laughs> it does sound kind of simple I mean,
4: <laughs> hey what song did uh, Drake drink she still hurts the, the shit out of me
1: <laughs> who sweetie. Yes, I love sweetie. Uh, uh-huh. uh. Doja Cat, I could agree with you on. They both irk the shit out of me. No, but sweetie, leave her alone. <laughs> Listen, only we for that—that that baby hair tutorial cracked me the fuck up.
0: So for that, she gets a pass.
1: She is genius with her social <laughs> oh, tactics. Oh yeah, the okay? social media.
0: If if we can yeah. hire her to do the breaks media, so I would give her all the fucking money because yeah. she is excellent else, that shit. Too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We'll take her. <laughs> Ahead, I think baby. her and Quavo are like the cutest couple. But anyway, moving on. We just digressed. Baby, the point is, something? there's a lot of that going around with with this generation. That's true. Back in the day, that would have been like the end of your career if somebody would have said you stole somebody's shit. Mm-hmm. And now it's like everyone's just it's whoever gets gets it viral first. I guess. Uh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Mar- yeah, she stole that
3: shit. <laughs> she stole that shit. Um, I heard both. I've heard both both versions. She stole that shit. I had to Google it because I had to find it. They're they're not the song. Um, I mean, I, she did the same thing with "Bodak Yellow," too, right? Well, like
1: no, careful.
3: <laughs> yeah, careful.
1: Careful was the one that she totally. I heard the reference track to that, and it was like, huh?
3: <laughs> yeah, um, I agree with you. There's a lot of that going around. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of reference tracks. There's a lot of um. I, I know what what is his name? Um, dude actually smart. Soldier Boy says claim the same thing about Drake. Like people steal people shit. But that's their chorus. I heard it. That's their chorus. My only question is can she sue the people who wrote that song, who stole it from them if she gets sued? You know what I mean? The writers or right. the people writing that song can she sue them for mm. right giving her that shit when
4: uh. she's
1: getting sued? Right. Like they're yeah. the ones that plagiarize, not her. Yeah, like
3: not
4: her. Yeah,
1: so I think you're, I think that's a thing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... She could claim plausible deniability
4: unless the writers say they know. She's a
1: no. lawyer, y'all. <laughs> all right let's move
0: on next song Vince Vic Mensa shelter this was a Vic Mensa is such a I don't want to say a waste of talent that's that's rude but I don't know I don't I'll, I'll think about my thoughts as, as we talk about this Baylor I'm to come to you first and listen did you get to hear this song yet
4: no I did not oh shit I did. I did not. I didn't even see that song on there.
0: <laughs> not you I'm sorry. I, that
4: that that caught me off guard. I was like, I did. I, I for sure would have listened to it because what you just
3: said is he is
4: a waste of talent. I guess.
3: It's such a, it's it's like artists like him and Kid Cudi are just caught in limbo. I don't. I don't know that. Why cleft on it? You know. I don't. I don't know. It just it was a boring attempt for me. I, mm. It was just there. Okay, Does he did want to be listen. an
4: artist. Who? Knows? I don't know.
3: I I don't know. I I wasn't I, I wasn't happy at all. And I I do have expectations for artists like that who have it. Maybe it's a fear of success or something. Like you got to play it safe, and you're afraid to go outside that box just in case you you want to keep it stay in your comfort zone because you have your core audience. I don't know. But
0: at some, what point do we need to have a conversation? about rock nation artists at one point everybody that signed a rock nation was like platinum hit after platinum hit and at this point now everybody who's either managed or signed a rock nation is kind of just in fucking limbo oh. it seems like
1: yeah i completely agree with that and i sort of feel like them as a company that hasn't really made any waves or noise recently yeah it's 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 crazy
0: when you think about it because they came with such like Heat at first, and then it just—I don't know—is is J Cole even still signed to Rock Nation? Is that still like a thing?
3: Yeah. I imagine he doesn't want to leave Rock Nation.
0: Uh, if so, then he's really the only one. I mean, Rihanna isn't making music right now, but like she—he's really the only one that that has consistently had success. But Mary, go ahead. What do you think about the song uh, from Vic? I agree.
1: It was—you know—I had it on in the background, and it fit <laughs> to be the background <laughs> music. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it Vic Mensa has such talent. Like if I we had to make it a sports analogy with it, he's somebody who's like who has all the talent in the world but whose head's just not in the fucking game. Is
1: this J.R. Smith? Whoop. Yeah. Mm. JR Smith. I don't even know. Is, <laughs> is Jay Z cast such a shadow? But I mean, it seemed, it, I, w- I would
0: say that if it seemed like Jay Z was hand, it really seems like people who signed the Rock Nation, either, like I said, management or the label, really get to do whatever the fuck they want to do. So you're not really under Jay Z's shadow in that sense. It
3: doesn't anymore. seem like they know what they're doing. Like Jay Electronica, that was a that was a straight up Ghost and Ray album.
0: I'm you know what I mean? hearing, I'm tired of hearing this now. Okay, so honestly, so what is that, it, what what, what if it's long? what if it's the opposite of what we think about with these major labels? What if what if the artists on Rock Nation have too much freedom?
1: Mm, that yeah. might
3: be it. So just raw talent, raw pure just this is what you should push your raw talent mm. and you don't know how to do that? Like I don't know. I I think you would still either drop mixtapes so you can stay true to who you are for your people mm-hmm. and then when it comes to your album you have Little, you know, Jay, can you help me out with this? Because you're the experienced one.
1: Well, let's no, be real. No, no. Jay is not cultivating rock nation artists. I, I would be surprised with how the industry works. I'd be surprised if they even saw him. Yeah. He's not like rolling up his sleeves. He has a whole staff for that. You know what I mean? So, but I mean, to most artists and creatives in general, and I think all of you guys know a little something about this, are they have issues when it comes to the execution, myself included. So I think that it's really critical that they do have somebody molding and guiding their path. And it does feel like, and I've never thought about this until this moment, Hayes, when you brought this up, but it does feel like that guidance is missing for their whole roster.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. i mean that's it's like, interesting it's like of course cole is a go-getter cole has really carved out his own lane rihanna can do whatever the hell she wants to at this point little, little uzi vert signed a lot to, to, to rock nation who know he got a fucking infinity stone in his head who knows what the fuck he has i know what on. the
1: hell is that? um it, no it, he really does yeah like it's
0: fucking ridiculous uh, i'm gonna look up rock nation's uh roster real quick uh, just give me a second. Let's see who's on, who's
3: on. There's a lot of artists up there. And I know, like I said, Jay Electronica, um, J Cole. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know who else. And is Rihanna actually, she's not signed to, um, to Rock Nation. She's just managed by Rock no, Nation. No, she's
0: signed and managed No, by she's Rock signed. Nation. Yeah. She is? Yeah, so their okay. official, like, rosters, this isn't management. This is artists signed to Rock Nation. Um, West Side Gun. There you go. Of course, Vic Mensa. Um, the locks are signed to Rock Nation. Shakira, I did not know that they signed to Rock Nation. Rihanna, Rhapsody? um, Nasty C, don't know who that is. Meek Mill, Belly, where the fuck is Belly been? By the way, wait, no, where did he go? Meek Mill I thought he was signed to Maybach. Probably, probably a cold the joint? Yeah, probably mm-hmm. joint. Uh, Jim Jones, Jay Electronica, Jay Park, Jay Z, Key Wayne, and Little Uzi Vert. Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
4: oh boy, yeah, are
0: we saying hey, m- after this? Because, um, yeah, I, they, I, they, <laughs> I gotta process I'm, what you just I'm talking to you. so, um, that and it looks like uh, J. Cole actually is not signed to the Rock Nation, the label, he's just managed by Rock Nation at this point, so so he's Dreamville now, then, yeah, yeah, so it's just I don't know, man, I don't know. Where the fuck is Belly though? Like I need to, we need to make a poster. Where
1: is Belly? Belly had some talent. Where the hell is Belly? What happened to Belly? I, I agree, but again, that goes into your theory. These yeah. people are just being left to their own devices.
0: <laughs> like god damn, were they not even checking in on the artists? Like, hey, uh, can, can, are, are you working on something? No, oh, okay,
1: it's fine.
0: You know, it is. We gotta, like, we, gotta, take- we, gotta,
4: we gotta wait for that unsung episode to come out.
3: <laughs> How long did it take Jay Electronica to come out with that album? Like, like seven, eight years, right? It
4: sound like that. Uh, not longer. Fuck. we're like, like, not I... gonna pressure you. <laughs> whenever, you
0: yeah. whenever, whenever, you feel, feel like sending us an album, go ahead and yeah. send it. We'll see. What we can. Hey, yo, <laughs> hey, yo J. E. You got that album? <laughs> it's
3: your boy.
1: <laughs> no. I'm so mad. Oh no. man. All right, let's
0: move off this. Uh, uh, so this is the debut of a new segment uh, coming from the Minor Marquee. Black people like rock, too. Marquis, this is all you, bro. This is this is your baby. I'm just here to facilitate.
3: I appreciate that, sir. So, yeah. It, when I grew up, it was basically taboo to listen to rock or heavy metal. Like, You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. you actually listen to any Metallica... Because I grew up in, in... I don't know if you all seen Lean On Me um, with Joe Clark. In, that school, Eastside. Um, rest in peace, Joe Clark. He just passed away not so long ago. I went to Kennedy. And we actually had metal detectors. So shit was real in Patterson, like, you know, shit was real, and if you actually listen to something like a Metallica, you might get fucked up, because that's that nigga hate music, you know what I mean, that's that worship music, so, but then there was those exceptions, like like Nirvana, like, tell me anybody you know that didn't actually listen to Smells Like King's Spirit, you know what I mean, some people actually had past, so I found myself, um, you know, stepping outside of just hip-hop and I always found myself attracted to the guitar, you know what I mean, and found different, you know, musicians, Nine Inch Nails and Raging Against the Machine. And obviously I saw those, you know, with Aerosmith and Run DMC. That was amazing to me. When they actually incorporated hip-hop and resurrected Aerosmith's career, you had guitars and I was like, holy shit, like, this is some, some, this is music. This is not just samples and scratching, which is appreciated. You take jazz, and this is my appreciation for jazz when it, with hip-hop. But when you actually added those, those, those guitars and, and that bass and that drum... And then you had, you know, um, Public Enemy and Rage Against the Machine. Then that, that, that rhythmic African poetry, the shit that we preached on the block because we were, were expressing our frustration.
2: Mm-hmm. And you
3: added a, an, an element of a guitar to it. It changed everything for me. So that's what made me fall in love with, with rock music. And, and for me, like I, I picked specific artists like Rage Against the Machine, who's not together. But that was that revolutionary music um, that... Built a great relationship with, with Public Enemy, and one of the, one of the artists that I found recently because you don't hear a lot of rock music anymore, and when you tie that fusion and that was actually um, reinvigorated uh, with um, the band Corn, which is new metal, and then it went to Limb Biscuit and Papa 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 Roach and everything, but that wasn't there was no style there when it came to like Papa Roach and the rest of that. So recently, I heard this dude Hyrule the Hero, and I believe he's from Texas, Houston, Texas. And he moved out to Cali because he wanted that full experience. And I'll let him tell the story when he when he joins us on the breaks. But yeah, it was it was actually pretty dope. Um, he's speaking on revolution, basically the, our voices aren't heard. And he tied some artists and or musicians in that you know you can appreciate David from um, um, Disturbed, um, this group, this other guy from Hell yeah. Like he tied a lot of artists in um, to to not bring it mainstream. But to to push it out there a little further and make sure his voice is heard and our voice is heard, you know, from a different angle. Again, it's the wrong time because no one appreciates rock like that. And little Nas X did a good job incorporating country and created a whole different lane. But I think his voice is going unheard because nobody really listens to that revolutionary or that rock rap style. So Mm -hmm. that's my take. That's my little... Anybody want to add anything to it? I think while
0: I'm so. My l- listen, listening to him, you can definitely feel the 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 rap influences, right? And I think sonically, it sounds great. And I I can remember for me how I got into rock music. You would think because my dad's white that that's how I got into it, but surprisingly enough, my dad only listens to hip hop and jazz. Like that's the only two things he listens to. Um, but Mom my uh, my uh, music teacher, because uh, I I play the saxophone, guitar, and I play the piano. My music teacher. Um, I was playing the baritone sax at the time and she was like, I want you to listen to something. Um, and then I want you to get back to me. And it was uh, a Metallica album. I can't remember which one. And shout out to Miss Robinson, who was another black woman, but she just loves music of all of all types. And, um, I came back and I was like, it, I, I liked it. She was like, all right, next year, I want you to come back and I, I'm going to teach you how to play guitar. And I've been into rock music ever since then. And so, like, listening to Hyrule the Hero, listening to some of his music, like, if you took me, who was, like, the biggest Ice Cube fan back in the day then, and I was, and I was able to make whatever type of rock music I wanted to, it would have sounded something like this. So that kind of endeared me to Hyrule the Hero because it's, you can you can hear the influences that are still very much of our culture, but mm-hmm. a different way of attacking it in this music, and it was beautiful.
3: It's it's funny. Um, you mentioned Ice Cube. He actually did a song with Corn.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: it was um uh, it was pretty. Yeah, it's called "Fuck Dying." Um, Jonathan uh. Davis, the lead singer of um Corn, actually he did a lot of. So him and Q Tip, they had the same name. They actually did a song together because mm. both of them, their names are John, Jonathan Davis with John Davis. They both did a song together. Um, and they also did a song. Nas did a song with Korn as well. um, one of their albums, and it was actually pretty dope. So. You saw, you see that they were label mates at the time, but you can see that. What was that, that on? People, War
4: and Peace? That was on War and Peace. War time. and Peace was
3: um, the one for, yeah, for Plus yes. Dying. Yeah, but it, Nas jumped on a track with them, which was actually pretty dope. Hearing him on guitars is interesting because you don't, you don't expect him to step outside of his range and, and that monotone type of flow or go beyond that. But it was interesting hearing him on guitars. So, yeah, that's, I, I do have this appreciation for rock music. Again, it, in, in the whole sound of rock actually came from black people. I'm not even going to go down that, that, that path, but it's, it's, it needs to be appreciated, the, not just the research that we need to do or the generation now on hip-hop, but where the influences came from, where this anger came from, why hip-hop was created, and then why was rock created and stolen from us? The same thing rap is right now. It's just basically taken from us and manufactured, and now we don't even own it anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and, and I have an affinity to it because I'm actually in a band. Myself. So I started off rapping um, and then I got introduced to a few other people and he started the guy I was working with was more into jazz and he started writing things. And then there were some notes that I couldn't hit because I heard different songs, different, you know, melodies, different chords, and I couldn't hit them. So I actually took vocal lessons and everything. And it was funny because I started listening to like Phantom of the Opera, um, uh, Miss, Miss Saigon, because my vocal, my vocal coach told me, I need you to be here. So I'm going to teach you this. And those ranges that I was hitting, I was like, holy shit, but my appreciation for that genre, you know, went a little further. But, yeah, that's that's a little take on my perspective of things. Um, I know you both, um, BTG and Mary, have a love for rock as well. So, please share. <laughs> Are we sharing our origin stories? No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, just whatever you, you know.
1: Um, you I mean, my intro to rock, honestly, was probably middle school. Right. And like, for me, it was, I don't know. I guess I'd say more alternative was my, the genre that kind of reeled me in. Like I loved Alanis Morissette. I loved, um, uh, believe it or not, Shakira was very Latin rock, um, back then. So like, I don't know if people ever really looked into her early days, it's definitely not, you know, (laughs) what she is now. Mm -hmm. Um, she would have gone on you know, Nation. Yeah, I know. That, that kind of blew me, blew my mind a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, and then I kind of just went down the, I mean, obviously growing up in like the 90s with MTV, like that rock was really the dominant genre and not so much hip hop. So, um, you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were like my jam. Aerosmith was like my favorite and their videos were always like (laughs) they always had Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler. So that was like a big deal for me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And then and then as things got darker, I actually and now like we're going to get into the the therapy part of of the show. But I had a bit of a strained relationship with my mom when I was in high school. And so like Linkin Park definitely spoke to me. (laughs) And I would always throw on, like, rock songs and kind of zone out and, and kind of, you know, all the hateful, horrible uh, lyrics would be aimed at my mom in my head. Mm-hmm. That and Eminem's joints. <laughs> so.
3: Yeah. That's a different yeah. type of thing. Well, not my closet. That is.
1: It, it was. And I'm a kid <laughs> Um, yeah, I was like, bitch, I'm gonna kill you. No, I'm kidding. You with
4: me. There you go.
1: You know exactly what I was talking about. Absolutely. But yeah, so I don't know. And I mean, I was also made fun of for that because it, I mean, it didn't help that I was biracial. So people would always be like, you know, she doesn't know which side she's on. So it was like, you always had to prove you were black by your hip hop knowledge. But then I easily, you know, if somebody listened to my Walkman, they'd be hearing, you know, some awesome. kind of, yeah, yep, because we're going back there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, people definitely. And I went to school. I lived in the hood, but I went to school in predominantly white environments. So it was like that was my kind of connection point with my school peers. But then when I came home, I'd have to be able to quote Nas and Mob Deep and Wu Tang. So I don't know. I it gave me a bit of layers. So I must say though, like I I'm. I don't know any rock that's present. So I'm still listening to my shit from the nineties. And I also want to say, and I think that this job I also was really into ska, I guess that's what it was called. Um, like three eleven um, and no doubt. And, yeah. yeah. Like and I feel like that's so underrated and under unappreciated too. Even though it was Long white off. dudes, you know, swaggerjacking. But still. Sublime was my favorite, like all <laughs> yeah. time.
4: <laughs> she said swagger jacket. Yeah,
1: what that makes the whole there, patois. Right? <laughs> yeah.
3: The whole reggae feel. It did. Sure did. Yeah. Sublime.
2: Yeah.
4: Oh. I mean, my 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 journey was damn near similar to uh to Mary's, you know, middle school, high school. I probably don't know any rock songs outside of the 90s and early 2000s. And I couldn't, if you, I can remember the song. If you played the songs, I can remember them. And I just, you know, I went to school with a lot of Hispanics and they would do, we didn't have a stage for them to jump off on, but they definitely had a mosh pit and they would do that shit during lunchtime. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with them? But it was part of the culture. And then, you know, uh I had homies on the football team and sometimes I used to get to ride on the bus with the team and you would hear DMX on one C D player. Notice how I said C D player, you'll hear you would hear corrupt and then you'll hear some nine inch nails wow. or some wasn't it a group called Four Doors Down or some yep. shit like that? Three doors down. Three, three doors down, doors now. yeah. 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 You yeah. the
3: other door the other,
4: the other door got closed. Oh okay. All right. Well, you know what I mean? And then um but we was used to hearing it though. You know what I mean? So, in respect to the the guitarra. You know, I fell asleep last night to a Fallout boy. I don't know if that's a... Oh. Yes. Yeah. I love Fallout boy. I love okay. Fall Out boy. Right. Yeah. They are. Hard.
0: Yeah.
1: My chemical romance, they were yeah. like in high
0: school. Yes. Oh yeah. Mine this this may I don't know what this is gonna do for for my black heart or not I don't really give a fuck but Queens of Queens of the Stone Age was always my shit. Listen. Fucking right. Okay. Listen. Fucking right. Hell yeah. Even when they came out with what they they came back in what it was like 2016, 2017. I forgot the name of the album off the top, but their their lead single something that, um clockwork I think. the, the clockwork, way that right? the way that you used to do, that is my fucking shit. Oh, yes, I fucking yes. love that song. Um so yeah.
4: Yes. I will say this if someone said you need to say at least one lyric or something like that to a to a rock track, I think I can get out of it because I I've said it numerous times on this on, on this podcast and that is let the bodies hit the floor.
3: Let the bodies hit the floor. You I'm going to throw one at you. So one of the greatest lyrics um the heartfelt lyrics I heard was from Pearl Jam. And 10 was a classic. 10 was a classic. But Black, when he said, I know someday you'll have a beautiful life. I know you'll be the sun in somebody else's sky, but why can't it be mine? Wow. You get what I'm saying? Like, Think about what he went through explaining this in two short bars about a person that he knows he'll never be with because they're everything, but he will never be with that person. That shit is magnificent to me. Uh
1: Yeah, the lyricism in those rock songs were definitely top-notch. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and Mary, you pointed out something. Especially if
3: they're going through something that's real, like Linkin Park. The shit he was going through, imagine yeah. what the world he was... Like, he committed suicide. He was successful. It didn't even matter. But all the shit he wrote was real. He told you. He read his last album, Linkin Park, he told you, I'm about to kill myself. If you listen to What Are You Saying, The di- Dying Light, I believe it was, he was telling
0: you, I'm, it's, it's over. Yeah. That's how
1: real that shit is. Uh, yeah.
5: And we
0: looked at, like, what Linkin Park and then Fort Minor would spun out from that. How they were able to mix rock and hip-hop at that time was, like... I, mean, this, I always say, people will who don't listen will probably think I'm crazy. But you'll find some of the most soulful lyricism, as far as, like, the content of the songs... In rock and country music,
3: absolutely just period. Both music as well, yeah. Bob Dylan. Yeah, can you rock? Yeah, I, I, I 100%. So,
1: all right, yeah, I just can't really rock with country though. There's very few, very few country singers, there is just the right. way they talk, the way they sing. It's like, eh, no, it's a no for me, but I get it lyrically. Yeah, I could see it.
0: All right, let's go ahead. We're gonna take, we're gonna get out of that. There's a movie that we that we are going to review today. Uh Malcolm and Marie. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, I'm i this they're not very like I'm somebody horror is my favorite genre. I can watch torture porn. I can watch anything but eyeballs. Wait like, I a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm wait, off
4: now.
2: Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait. Torture. We went from we went from horror that's to what, torture that's, that's what movies like Saw are called. Uh, torture porn. That's what they're called. Yeah, but you gotta
1: understand.
0: Know. You gotta understand yeah, yeah, that, that. So we don't know. <laughs> no, I mean I, talking. So, so movies like Saw, Hostel, like that's what I mean. Not okay. actually. You know, not, pool, you know not You know, you gotta no. break it down okay. because we'll, we'll bring
4: up your ba- your basement, bro. Don't <laughs> act like we will bring up your. They've basement.
0: all been transitioned to Marquee now. That's what he was moving oh, last shit. week. Then. Oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back. <laughs> That's why if you notice now, now every time other we've recorded with Marquis, we've been able to sh- see his shoes in the background. It's blurred now. Why do you think it's blurred? Can <laughs> you blur it out? <laughs> it's blurred. It's still
3: the same colors. <laughs> oh shit.
0: You I got a question. Y'all think a black man is keeping the boxes that well organized? No, those are Asians that are doing that shit. <laughs>
2: oh Oh, shit let
3: me deflect this really terrible quick question quick question um when you watch those horror porn movies do you cringe when you see bloodshed and things getting sort of like do you actually turn away from this this as long as it's not
0: for some reason it's eyeballs like if i if i see anybody get stabbed in the eye like that shit fucking creeps me the fuck out i don't know what it is about But anything else you're fine with anything else i'm fine with but,
4: honestly, honestly the, older, the older I get, the more I turn away.
0: See, no. I can't take it anymore. I'm so desensitized to that shit, it doesn't even bother me. But the arguments in this movie, for example, like, you guys have to see it, but when he t- told her, like, you try to cut your wrist with nail scissors in the middle of what was what should have been a normal argument, I just literally had to pause and be like, he didn't just say that. Um, this movie is the perfect example of how narcissism – and verbal abuse can ruin a relationship. And how desensitized people get into the normalcy of like, sh- it gets deep. But I'm going to let you guys take it. Who wants to take this one away first? Because I feel like there's a lot of I'm conversation. At, piece. I just want to add to that. Perfect.
3: How do you let it get there?
0: Yeah. Like That's the question. How do you let it get to that point? Oh, shit. Biology. I, I, you did, I thought it? it was just building up, though. No, I mean, if you hear the, like, the background that they give, even though we get, didn't get to see it, I feel like I feel like it started with codependency. Like they were both codependent on each other. <laughs> I never I, I know what Mary
1: laughed <laughs> I, <what> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I look right at Mary's face as soon as he clapped. I said <laughs> I'm surprised
0: you didn't look out the window. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's the goddamn dog. Shut up. You know, um, you know, you
3: know <laughs> there's an end missing on your shirt.
0: You got people working in oh. your
2: closet,
0: working on your shirt, and you're missing a letter. I'm it's, a a a letter. letter. it's all here. <laughs> oh boy, there it is. My agents oh. work good. I don't know what you're talking about. They're not missing hey, the hey, letter. Hayes, I've, I've seen you. I've seen you pause
4: the recording to get your dog out of there, bro. <laughs> you did.
0: That's not <laughs> it's the puppy this time. The old dog just does what he it's this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, is, that, is, that, is that is that what you call him? You call him? Is that what you call him? That's he just cool. walked away. It's, it's simple, but in
1: anyway. I'm crying. Anyway oh, go ahead, Mary.
0: What do you think about the movie?
1: Okay. <sighs> so <laughs> all right, am I am I going? You're up.
4: It's on you. Is it's that
1: what you were asking? You were asking me to distract the feds from the fact that you're clapping.
0: <laughs> First of all, you, know, you don't Asians you don't clap at you Asians. Gotcha. You don't clap at Asians. You you, you lightly tap. You... That's what you do for Asians.
1: What is this? Oh, get out? You gotta get over there. <laughs> you
0: never seen Chinese okay. connection
1: before? <laughs> Stop.
4: Man, <laughs> hey, bring us back. Bring us bring us back. Now. Okay. Bring us back.
1: So here's the deal. I was not prepared for what I saw in that movie, right? Like I was thinking, you know, all of the promo did not let on that this was going to be 2 hours of watching some toxic motherfuckers argue. Um I mean, I'll start with the positives. It was beautifully beautifully shot, right? Like I mean, mm. the cinematography was everything. Well, um yeah, they acted you know, their hearts out. They really played the shit out of those roles. But the trouble is the storyline and the characters themselves were just shitty. And I just felt like, you know, us as a culture did not need that. (laughs) Um, I mean, literally it felt like minding somebody else's business. It literally felt like two hours of being in a toxic relationship and you couldn't get out of it. (laughs) Like, um, yeah, and I guess, I don't know. It was not relatable at all for me, but I do realize that I'm married and, you know, not in that kind of situation. And I'm also in my 30s. I'm thinking maybe when you're in your 20s, you think that's okay? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I feel like it made me appreciate my life. <laughs> that movie. It really did. It was like, what is this? Um, but it did make me fear for, like, my kids to ever wind up thinking that that is okay. So I don't know. I don't really know why. Like I'd love hey, listen, if if anybody out there is listening, I would love to like have a conversation with the writer of that and find out why they felt like this movie was necessary <laughs> because it gave nothing to us other than beautiful cinematography.
4: I as, I'm actually I'm actually on the opposite side. I Go thought ahead, gave, I'd love I to thought it, I thought it gave a lot to us. I thought I think because we don't have any we don't have any backstory to it besides that night and the and the experiences that come from her. So the fact that this was this was damn near almost a two hour movie. Um and they went back and forth, I felt like they got it all out. Now if this was to continue throughout their relationship that's when i label it toxic. But because they got it all out that night and they went bar for bar with each other, I feel like a lot of people in marriages and in relationships need that type of dialogue between each other. And the truth started to come out more and more and more as the night went on. I thought the perfect scene was when she, when we, I know all of us thought at one point she was going to slit her wrists. And so no, when I she said cut his ass, I think
1: she right, that's what I thought too.
3: <laughs> I knew she was acting. I
1: know well, she, she
4: was, was acting. acting, but yeah, well, she was. No, no she... I, feel, I
3: no. When she did it, I knew she was acting. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw what she was trying to do. So well, I, th- and that's the thing.
4: I didn't catch that until afterwards, which why, which I thought I, I thought that was that I thought was pretty dope. But the reason why I said it taught it taught us a lot is because it was they were able to express each other while. Uh, Yeah. Did they hurt each other's feelings? Yes, they did. But it wasn't to the point where it got physical or they actually left the actual house. You know what I I mean? Well, they did at one point leave the house to go use the restroom and, you know, he went to go look for it, et cetera, et cetera. I'm talking about as far as getting the car, driving off, blowing off some steam and then coming back. They went bar for bar with each other. They let out each other's truth and opinions And that was it. Now it's up to you to figure out the ending part when they stood next to each
0: other outside the house. But again, this is this is what this is the problem. And even in what you say, to say that they let it out like that's not a healthy way to let it out. That's not a healthy message to get out. There's so much ghost lighting, verbal abuse, the rationalization of abuse, even to see the look on his face when she's like, you're abusing me. He's like, what the fuck you mean? I'm abusing you. And then she had to say, well, verbal abuse. And he basically waved that verbal abuse is real. And as somebody who has daughters. You don't like and, and on both sides, like she was. She Not as antagonistic to, to him, but she's verbally abusive too. These are two people who have <laughs> rationalized the abuse that they do to each other, and they've gotten so used to it that they are in like a what's what's the syndrome that that you identify with your with your Stockholm Stock 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 syndrome. It's like a form of Stockholm syndrome that they have for each other in this relate. There's nothing healthy about this at all. That yeah, they got it out, but they got it out in the most. The and this is somebody. I went to school for psychology. This is the least. <laughs> healthy way you can get any of this shit out. Any of it out.
1: And for me, it's not even the way that they got it out. It's the things that came out. It's like, okay, so he basically having helped her through all those things in that process, though, he lost respect for her, mm. obviously. And the, and also her lack of ambition, you know, he does not respect. And then she basically is kind of so disappointed in herself. She, Her sense of self-worth was kind of wrapped up in him. And That's why she couldn't get past him not thanking her or acknowledging that some part of that character was her. And she basically ruined the best night of his life or what was supposed to be the biggest night because she was so self-absorbed. Like, I don't know. I felt like uh, there's no, that's not, it doesn't matter if you get all that out, if at the end of the day, that's still the situation. Like, okay, so now we've just identified that we're not really good for each other. That's to me, that was what happened there. But I guess everyone
5: has their own perspective. Nah. That shit was
3: S&M, straight up. And they both enjoyed it. They hated it, but they enjoyed it. Because he said, I fucking love you. I want to I stab you. I want to slit your throat, but I fucking love you. That was straight up. What's worse, physical abuse or mental abuse? Because you can heal from body scars. You can't heal mentally. Like, if someone scars you mentally, you're conditioned for the rest of your life until you get help. That's not the first time that happened. That's probably the first time it went as deep as it did because he was on such a high. And it's going to happen again. And you saw that. The moment he, she, I'm looking for her. I'm looking for her. She's outside. You knew it was going to happen again. And that's their relationship. They, they're codependent. They need the abuse at this point. And they rely on it. He went through everything. Like you said, Mary. he basically gave her everything and has no respect for her. But he's still there. Somebody needs to leave that relationship and none of them have the balls to do it. So this is a fucked up movie. and I really, yeah. like, I really didn't need to see this right now. Um, because I was
4: like, re- who know, drops yo, this before Valentine's
0: day. Before. <laughs> day? Who drops this shit before valentine's Like, what sick person in their mind say you know what's a good release date for that? Friday before Valentine's Day. Let's go ahead and release that shit. I'm gonna get some I just, shit. John I feel
2: media. bad
1: for for Zendaya and and John David because I feel like they, you know, they did a great job. They they acted the shit out of those roles, but it just was, the plot was just really, or maybe it was the promo. Maybe if the promo showed us some of the fighting, you know what I mean? We would have known what we were in for. It just felt like I signed up to see one movie and saw another or something. Like, I wasn't expecting that. So I was left not feeling good at the end of it. (laughs) I mean, the performance,
0: if if, if we're talking about the actor's performances in it, were powerful as shit. Let's just be real. It, it, was, it, yes. was, it was powerful. They both acted their asses off in this movie. And some of, some of the best times that each one of them had is when they were reacting non-verbally to what, when the other one was going off and they would do those zoom-ins on their faces and their reactions. That was some of the best acting that I've seen in a while. But, like, this movie is just fucked up. So,
3: yeah. let me ask you a question. Was that not the purpose because I think this is one of the first times I paid attention to every little detail in a movie the first time through.
2: Mm.
3: Every word, every sentence, the way things were delivered, the tone, everything. Yeah. This is the first time I actually paid to every, every little detail I paid attention to. You want to know
4: why? Because <laughs> that shit is normal, bro. We see that shit. That shit, shit, all shit
3: time. ain't normal.
2: Mm-mm. I don't normal? see that shit. That's not
3: normal. I don't bro. see that shit. Okay. And that's the problem. If we normalize shit like that, then we are a fucked up society. That's If you, that if you,
4: if you normalize it, it is fucked up. But the fact that it is normal, okay. Then, then there's another conversation that needs to happen. I, if people it, I don't need don't help. Know, I don't know what Disney world y'all live in, but I, right. I don't go through that shit. No. And the people I no, 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 if you no, are you going through that you, shit, you, and I recognize you, that, you, you I need to help you. You don't have to go through it personally to know about
3: it. I, okay, so let, let me step back with you. I actually was a social worker for DIFIS, the Division of Youth and Family Services. I actually placed children. Mm-hmm who were lost the rights. Their parents lost the rights to their kids. Mm. I've seen some fucked up shit. I had to be there to make sure that the transition happened for these kids. So I understand those stories. All I'm saying is it's really hard to get out, but you have to get help. And if you identify that, then you can get help. But this watching this on screen, this was almost worse than a fucking hostile movie. You see what I'm saying? Uh, like I didn't I've want to see a lot of guts.
4: I've seen worse.
3: Yeah, I've but seen I, people. I've done shit like physically, but mentally, like that. Again, if uh, yeah, we all seen worse in the past four years. How about
0: that? <laughs> exactly. This this relationship. If we ever get a, we'll never get a sequel to this shit. But if we did, two years later from from this, four years, whatever, one of these motherfuckers is dead, and it may not be from the hand of the other. They may snap and kill themselves. Like, I completely thought as they were, like, zooming out and they were on that cliff that she was going to jump before he made it to her. And if that
3: happened, it wouldn't be her. It would be him. True. True.
1: Well, I have a question. And Marquis and I were actually kicking this around. But what do we think their Zodiac signs are?
0: (laughs) Definitely a Gemini. Um, Yo. Exactly. (laughs) One of them got to be Gemini. Um, day
1: is the Gemini, for
0: sure. Yeah, that shit is
1: okay. Yeah.
0: And then John Davis oh, Leo or a Scorpio. Mm.
1: I was gonna go with Virgo or a Capricorn for him.
4: I'm a
0: Capricorn. I'm not that crazy.
1: Okay, not that we don't know
0: that. Big. I don't know. You don't want so saying this is I, normal, so yeah, maybe, maybe.
1: I, 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 I <laughs> mean,
4: I'm talking about real life here, so yeah okay yeah all
1: Pretty right much. so we'll go virgo with him
4: virgo i'm so niggas. i
1: ain't never met a crazy virgo so Yo, know, virgos go for the jugular when they're when they get pissed off but capricorns no offense baylor but capricorns are very much like i love you to death like i will fucking take you out if you <laughs> try to leave me
3: well i will burn it fall
1: down. Right.
4: Oh, you talk. You might be talking about the January niggas because I actually divorced my last wife. Okay, get on. Yeah, I didn't love her that much. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: but that's because you didn't love her no more. But what if somebody you did love was trying to?
4: Nah, I'm good. I don't. I'm. I like. <laughs>
0: i gotta go to work
1: let's go ahead
0: before we start pissing off zodiac signs now we're just pissing right? off everybody um overall <laughs> What's your <ratings>?
1: zodiac <laughs>
0: malcolm and marie as far as me is is fucking harsh as it was to watch this shit a the act the performances were amazing the cinematography was fucking it just sucks that such great cinematography was delivered on some shit like this but it was those tracking shots of like going through the outside of the house, seeing them on the inside of the house and vice versa. Fucking beautiful.
1: So, wait, I did want to ask you guys this as black men who are creatives. How did you feel? Because that was the one kind of relevant thing I think they did touch upon how his angst in not being taken, you know, seriously or interpreted in the way that he meant to be with his work. Mm mm-hmm. I mean, I do think that's a thing. Every
0: creative, every single creative has a touch of narcissism. in it. It's how well you keep that in check. Um, so as a creative, as far as wanting to, your work to be taken seriously, like, yeah, I mean, we all want to be taken. seriously. if you're passionate about what you do, you want it to be taken seriously. But it doesn't push you to this place. Um, you can either let it push you to where you feel like something is 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 deserved to you. Or you push you let it push you to a place where you want to earn it yourself, so it makes you work that much harder. He was on the opposite end. He he was in that Kanye mindset. I'm I'm so good. I'm so great at what I do. You guys have to give this shit to me. I deserve this shit rather than earning it through the through his work and what what his work does alone. That's my opinion on it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a valid take. She asked you two brothers, too. Why is everybody just looking
4: at me? She already said, I'm a Capricorn. I'm cocky as shit. you want me to do. I believe everything I do is dope. I deserve my flowers right now, tomorrow, and when I die. And 30 years after I pass away.
3: You know, there's, there's no facts on opinions. That's what it comes down to. There's no fact on an opinion. You can't tell me something is great and something isn't. Like, when it comes down to, to creators or what they're creating, if they're putting their passion behind or their, their heart behind something, you can't say it's whack. It's all come, it all comes down to the interpretation. I think we had this conversation about the Mona Lisa. Is she smiling? Is she, you know, is an ominous smile? Is she smirking? Is she looking at you like, do you know what I'm thinking? It's all a matter of the interpretation from the person viewing it. So I take my shit serious. Everything I write, everything I put into what I do, there's heart into it. Um, I love what I do. And I'm not sensitive about it because I really don't give a fuck about people's opinions, but I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. But you also have to recognize that you have an audience and you have to have something to say when someone asks you, what are you saying? So, but. Especially if the audience is locked up in the basement. (laughs) This motherfucker trying to push this shit on me. You know, that's just going to come down on you soon, right, bro? I I ain't got got a
4: basement over here, i say.
3: You always in a dark car. We don't know what you got. You always in a dark car. I'm just saying. Making t-shirts. I'm buying them. Mm, From who? (laughs)
1: All right, this is getting crazy.
3: You don't have an Apple, do you? You have a Samsung, right? Who? You have an Apple or Samsung. An iPhone. Okay, okay. Oh, that's what? right. I don't No, Hayes, Hayes has the, That's right. Hayes has the. Okay. Hayes got both of them.
4: Well, that First of I all. Am, I am I'm not the I nigga that's both. messing up the group chat. Okay?
3: You know which ones get tracked, and that's
0: all. Anyway. All right. Uh, anything left uh, on this before we take our last break?
4: Yo, we're not going to oh. let this nigga get away with chomping down that goddamn box macaroni and cheese. That was, come on. We're going <laughs> to criticize it. <laughs> That is not that good. I know I know he was drunk as hell, but come on, that, bro. That, that, no, we're not doing that.
1: And, like, why didn't they go out to eat? There's a lot of questions with that. Because <laughs> it's like, um, this is the biggest night of your life, and you come home to have Kraft mac and cheese with too much butter. <laughs> that was a lot of butter. Right? It yeah. was like, uh, you trying to he, kill he him.
4: Just... <laughs> yeah. And he was Slowly dogging surely. it, too. You drunk, yeah. that butter
3: don't taste like butter.
0: all right let's move on we're gonna go ahead we're gonna get to our last break when we come back we got one last topic to bring you guys before we go the fuck home we'll be right back after this
5: being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that i've ever done i
4: have my own company but i'm a
2: mom first A young other mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're growing with your kid. You're growing
1: into that identity. Developing and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we could be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up 10, as long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our, our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Yum came into existence. Fucker. All right, we're back from break. <laughs> we got one last topic to give you guys. <laughs>
4: That was definitely that that was grand cracker right there.
0: That said,
4: that nigga said, fucking
2: motherfucker.
4: Oh, That's a cold combo right there.
0: Oh, Are <laughs>
4: hey, you waiting,
2: buddy?
0: <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, God. I get that shit from my dad. That's his favorite one, two points. Like, when you know he's really pissed off by something, if he says, fucking motherfucker, like, back to back, because usually everything else is damn. Like, that's his favorite word, is damn. If fucking motherfucker comes out, somebody's about to get choked out. That's usually how that shit works. Um, But nonetheless, we're back for our last topic this week. (laughs) And so we don't usually talk about, like, viral shit on social media unless it relates to, like, a song or a challenge or something. But this girl with the Gorilla Glue in her hair, Mm -hmm. why do we live in a (laughs) culture that rewards stupidity? She has $12,000 in a GoFundMe for putting industrial-strength glue in her fucking Hair. Someone, please, please save me from the it- idiocracy in this fucking country. Uh, who wants to take this one away first? Shout out! Um, shout, shout! out to the plastic surgeon who stepped up and said, "I'll do it for free." Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: But
1: what is it like? Is he gonna scalp her? Like, how is this?
3: There's a whole pr- the procedure. The procedure apparently costs about twelve point five k to do. Whatever he's gonna do is pull that. Whatever the shit she glued, and some I don't know. I just know it costs twelve fucking thousand dollars. He's gonna do it for free, and he's sharing that shit on social media, so he's gonna make a shitload of money. Yes, capitalism has made it this way. Okay.
0: Here, here's where I, 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 and I know she she's already come out and said she didn't do it for cloud X Y Z, and I have to actually, I, I may be wrong, but I gotta call bullshit on it. You see these panels behind me? They're on the wall with Gorilla Glue, right? that's what i used to put these motherfuckers up by me spraying them the shit wound up on my hand and it took de- how do you put this shit on your hair and your scalp and not you ha- after it's on your hand realize you know what i may have just fucked up yeah i don't know because I, I was going to ask did she wear gloves when she
4: did it you know how do we know about it i don't you know i don't i don't know i don't
2: know i you know if
0: it ain't for clout it shouldn't have got out yeah oh you just named the episode let me write this down so I don't forget it that's perfect (laughs) (laughs) but mary Mary.
1: now mary's here there's just not much else to add to that it's like i'm sure we'll find out in her lifetime movie when (laughs) that comes out how that happened
3: It's going to be a movie. Someone's going to find it interesting. I'm
1: saying she's getting so much. She is getting clout, though, for, for being retarded. That's I know that very word's risky not easy, and then the word. thing is
0: is that the surgeon came out or, and said that he'll, he'll remove it, but yet she was just streaming on IG Live last night of her friend putting fucking shit in her hair, still cutting off her ponytail and shit. This is absolutely for fucking clout. If it's not for clout, at some point, Holy you, shit. you move the and fuck it- on.
4: And a chick that didn't, wasn't it a chick that just dyed her vagina?
0: Oh, that put a perm in her vagina.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Put what? A perm, that's crazy. What Left it in of there nap overnight. <laughs>
1: that's going on. Probably
3: some truffle butter in there, bitch. Look. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we reward stupidity, it looks like. Holy shit. This is probably why that generation, generation fuck idiocracy is just going to do whatever they can to get on TikTok and create as many followers as they can. Because you know what? You might get paid. The funnier you are, the more fucked up you are, the more you are attractive to everyone else who feels like they fucked up in life because they need to laugh at something else like you. And after the last four years... Oh my God. Yeah, I'm always going to go back to Trump, but this is sad. It is. This is sad that this is a topic on the breaks, to be honest with you. Not because of you, the fact that it made it here. We're doomed.
0: We're
1: done. We're done.
3: Um we we hip hop is done. Hip hop is done. You understand what I'm
4: saying? The streets, is dead, said Blue girls, the
1: streets is dead, Jason. I think not. Man, listen. I don't fucking
4: oh, yeah. know. Um, I got a dad. I got a dad joke. Go ahead. Oh, oh shit. I love
3: this. Can we can we can we can we get a segment? We gotta
4: get episode? a segment for that. You got you got a
3: dad joke. Okay.
4: No, you gotta get into this too, but right now it's to me, it's just a sticky situation.
1: <laughs> I just really can't. And on that note,
0: I think it's time for us to go to fuck home. Goddamn, Baylor, you kill it with these fucking dad jokes. Um, goddamn. Be a monkey. Be a gorilla.
4: Oh, I swear, if any, if
0: anything, if she comes out looking anything. Less than Fire Marshal Bill's hair when this is all over with. It's all crap. <laughs> all <laughs> yeah.
5: Fire Marshal Bill hair. <laughs> oh my god! That. They
0: won't know that. They won't get the reference. I oh, man, I would pay top tier money to see Jim Carrey come back with Fire Marshal Bill. I would. I just need to see that one time it for the movie. Coach. Please, a movie. please, if it's anybody's listening, movie. fire marshal, build a movie, make it happen. But we're signing off for this week. Mary, go ahead and give him your social media. You know you're up first. Let's get the fuck up out of here.
1: I'm at Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms, at Young Urban Moms, and at Just Spice with a Y. And hopefully one day soon, you'll be seeing a Just Spice and Breaks radio collab with Hayes drooling. Anyway. I won't be drooling.
0: That has to be done in person. I'm flying to New York that day. Um, <laughs> Marquee, go ahead and give from your social media.
3: Empire, MG, um, Grand Band, um, Green Ranger, Nat Turner. Fuck them all.
0: There you got it. Uh, BTG?
4: I bet they're great on all social media platforms. BTG for president. Open run with BTG, part of Red Science Network. Y'all can also find me. Sticky fingers at gmail dot <laughs> <laughs> oh man at that
0: clock oh, oh my god apparently where the money resides is in gorilla glue girl's hair because that fucking 10,000 in the GoFundMe like we Mary go, go put some gorilla glue in your hair real quick
1: I mean I was thinking about it Yo, the best was the Gorilla Glue's official statement. Like, we didn't tell y'all dumbasses to put any <laughs> exactly.
4: on right. your hair. So Right, right. But your ass your ass went ahead and did
0: it right off the dome. <laughs> oh, right man. off the dome. And now she had the nerve to say, like, <laughs> that 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 oh, <laughs> that on Gorilla Glue's thing it says not to use in the skin and eyes, but uh, since it didn't say hair, she thought it would be okay. What I the fuck?
4: I got one more. Go ahead.
0: Give it to us, Bailey. Take us home, bro. Like
4: King Kong ain't got shit on me. I cannot.
0: We're out. You can follow oh, me God. at CEO Hayes. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, TheBreaksRadio dot com. We are the number one podcast for the culture. This week, we out. Peace. There's always going to be concerns. (laughs) King Kong ain't got shit. That was funny as fuck, Baylor. I I might have to
4: tweet that one. That
0: was your best one, bro. That was your best one. That (laughs) that was a fucking... (laughs) God damn, bro. Shit. We're never safe.
3: Oh, boy.
4: Here we are. We're never safe with
0: this crew. (laughs)
2: I'm stuck to you. you. I'm sorry. I'm I'm scared. i yeah.